Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Minority groups defend the Kentucky Constitution that protects life. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom with Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council has been filing amicus briefs at various state Supreme Courts. We filed in Oklahoma, and this one is now in the Kentucky Supreme Court, on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and the Frederick Douglass Foundation in defense of the state's numerous pro-life laws by arguing that the Kentucky Constitution protects life and not abortion. Uh, this is a broad group, Holly, of African Americans and Hispanics uh, representing tens and tens of millions of constituents. In fact, the NHCLC is the largest Hispanic evangelical organization in America, having over 42,000 evangelical Hispanic churches as part of the association. Right. And, you know, someone may ask, well, why would these organizations be interested in filing amicus brief, you know, for pro-life? Because the black and the Hispanic neighborhoods are generally, and the communities are generally the target of these Planned Parenthood facilities. They generally have, let's think of this, 86% of them are located in black and Hispanic neighborhoods. So they're trying to eliminate those populations. So they have a vested interest in this. I remember when Planned Parenthood opened what is now America's largest abortion facility in Texas. It is a multi-story building. And I went there to draw attention to it. Uh, and uh, Sam Rodriguez, president of National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, and others with the Frederick Douglass Foundation and other minority organizations joined, and we walked around the neighborhood. The black, That's the one in Texas? Yeah, yeah, the black and brown neighborhood. And this facility is located literally right in the middle of a Hispanic and an African-American mm -hmm. neighborhood. I think that's the one where Abby Johnson worked, if I believe. She worked right? in one of those in Texas. Yeah. It wasn't the, the large was one. one. I don't think no. it was that particular one. Uh, but it was also uh, strategically located uh, near a school, public school. Mm. And it's the largest one in America, and, and it's multiple stories. But we walked hand-in-hand hand around to bring attention to what Planned Parenthood was doing. And this is really a pattern. And it's a pattern that's not just recent. 86% of all the abortion facilities are located in minority neighborhoods for Planned Parenthood. right. But you go back to the founding of Planned Parenthood. You go back prior to the founding of Planned Parenthood, and you go back all the way to Charles Darwin when he wrote his book, Origin of the Species. Uh, we all remember his book by that short title, but we really should always remember the rest of the title. It's The Origin of Species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored races. And I want to emphasize the preservation of favored races. What does that mean? Charles Darwin clearly in his origin book and then in his subsequent one that he uh, issued, uh, he clearly believed that there were certain superior and mm -hmm. certain inferior races. It's like he embraced this godlike attitude saying, I'm going to decide who's more valuable than than who, 
He, uh, you know, we we know about this through Adolf Hitler, where right. he believed that he wanted to create a superhuman race of Northern Europeans, and that was a white Northern European group. The Southern Europeans, the Jews, the Africans, um, other Hispanics, those were the disfavored races. The Aborigines and so many others were disfavored races um, in some of the different other places of the world. Those were races that Adolf Hitler and he got that from Charles Darwin, believed were inferior, that they were not as highly evolved as other races, and that they are actually bringing down the gene pool. So in order to evolve a more sophisticated, superior human race, you have to eliminate the human weeds. And I use that word because that's the word Margaret Sanger used. She wanted to eliminate the human weeds those weeds that are in the garden of humanity that are choking out the rest of the plants that you're wanting to grow and flourish. And so what she did was she was on the side of sterilization, voluntary sterilization and or forced sterilization. One of the forced sterilization cases went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, Buck versus Bell, where Carrie Buck was forcibly sterilized in the Commonwealth of Virginia. When the Supreme Court upheld that, and a eugenicist who was a Darwinianist on the U.S. Supreme Court, his father was a medical professor at the medical school at Harvard, also a Darwinianist, a social Darwinian uh, ideas, Uh, he said three generations of imbeciles are enough, meaning that the state of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, Uh, They've tolerated three generations of your kind, and it's about time that they were able to do what they wanted to do, eliminate your kind from procreation. So forcible sterilization, sorry, Carrie Buck, you lose. Virginia wins as a result of that. These forcible sterilization laws proliferated around the country. Adolf Hitler picked it up, and he then expanded it during the Holocaust. And he cited our Supreme Court case, Buck versus Bell, or not he, but... Uh, those that were Nazis during the Nuremberg trials, uh, they cited Buck versus Bell as a basis for what they were doing. And, you know, we think of the Holocaust with just horror, like how could this have ever happened? But it happens every day now in these Planned Parenthood abortion facilities. You know, we have more black babies that are aborted in the state of New York than are born. Yeah, that's astounding. It is astounding. You know, Kanye West had come out to try to uh, draw attention to that, that Mm -hmm. he's pro-life, he said, and that there are more black babies in New York that are aborted than are born. He got a lot of pushback from various uh, contingencies. He's very right. But he's right, uh, and it's that's been the case for a long time. And abortion is at the very top of the list with regards to death. Uh, it exceeds in the black population other uh, high-risk death, such as heart disease, cancer. Abortion is at the very top. And when you look at, for example, a study in 2010, a census data study, showed that 8 out of 10 Planned Parenthood abortion clinics are within walking distance of predominantly black or Hispanic neighborhoods. Planned Parenthood intentionally has located 86% of its abortion facilities in or near minority neighborhoods in the U.S. counties with the most abortions. These 25 counties contain 19% 
of the U.S. population, including 28% of the black population and 37% of the Hispanic Latino population. In 12 of these counties, blacks and Hispanic Latinos are more than 50% of the population. In contrast, blacks are only 12.6% of the U.S. population, and Hispanics and Latinos are 16.3%. As I already mentioned, its largest abortion clinic is right in the middle of a black and brown or black and Hispanic neighborhood. So from the very beginning, Margaret Sanger wanted to eliminate these minority populations going on Darwin's theory that uh, certain races were favored and others were disfavored, and in order to evolve a superhuman race, you needed to eliminate certain other races and blacks and Hispanics. You're not on the preferred list in their view. And, you know, now you see these pro-abortionists even after Roe and Casey have been uh, overturned, you see them screaming for women's rights and, you know, they need to have the choice or whatever. But what they're really screaming and fighting for is the right to kill these children. Obviously, abortion kills all children. It uh, doesn't matter what their race or their ethnicity or gender. And they don't get a choice. In the and process. they don't get a choice. And it's killed uh, since 1973 in the mid-60 million, 65 million or so um babies since 1973. And, you know, we have a great information on our website that talks about the reasons why women get abortion and what the actual abortion is. Well, in this brief, uh, we will also put this on that website as well, lc.org forward slash life. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a lot of information that you can go to and learn more about this issue, because although we had a great victory at the United States Supreme Court with Dobbs being overturned, And by the way, our amicus brief on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and the Frederick Douglass Foundation was actually cited by the majority opinion in the Dobbs case that overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. That was a true honor, I would say. But now the the fight is back in the state. Yeah, the fight's uh, in Congress because they're trying to push uh, federal abortion law, and they're only a couple of votes away from abolishing the filibuster to do it. And it's at the state level, so that's why we're filing these amicus briefs to raise attention at the state Supreme Courts in defense of life. For more information, visit lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.